0: This is the Taz and Jim podcast.
1: There is a new show coming out about uh, Motley Crue drummer Tommy Lee and his relationship with Pamela Anderson, their sex tape that got leaked famously back in the uh, in the 90s. Um, And apparently Tommy Lee's penis has a speaking role in the show. Whoa, it's big break. (laughs) It's had a couple big breaks. (laughs) <laughs> that thing's seen th- seen seen some things, Jim. It's got a couple big bends in it, I think. Possibly, <laughs> maybe not broke. Well, it takes four puppeteers to work the <laughs> animatronic penis. This is like Jabba the Hut <laughs> that they are using uh, in the production. Yeah, it's good to hear they're not just going with the CGI because if you've ever seen a talking CGI penis, just looks fake. <laughs> completely takes you out of the movie absolutely director says you wonder how much is too much you start to lose the emotional torment of what's going on hopefully the scene works
0: the only way it's gonna work he, like he must be on acid well it's that's the only explanation
1: it's directly from tommy lee's autobiography Tommy Land. Uh, Tommy Lee talks about having a conversation with his penis about whether or not he's falling in love with Pamela Anderson. (laughs) That's so stupid. (laughs) What do you think, big guy? Is is she the one? (laughs) Love to get your thoughts on this. Nod twice if it's yes. (laughs) Yeah, the, the penis talks back in this show, which begs the question, what does it sound like? What does Tommy Lee's penis's voice sound like yeah so i guess it wouldn't be the same actor's voice probably eh sebastian stan is playing tommy lee in this thing Hmm. they get someone they probably got chris pratt (laughs) he's voicing everything he's already mario garfield the trifecta (laughs) would be tommy lee's penis right (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs)
0: I wonder, I'm trying to think, because we all know that, uh, you know, he's well endowed. That's what the, you know, everybody who's seen the video knows that. So I'm trying to think of like a very tall voice, like Andre the Giant voice, maybe.
1: you me, would talk like this? Hey, Tommy, yeah. I think yeah. Pamela's the right one for us. <laughs> I'm falling in love, too. <laughs> I was thinking more like Surfer Dude. Hey, yeah. man, Radical! <laughs> Hey, you can't tie us down. Let's let's keep having fun, Tommy. Whoa, yeah.
0: <laughs> my yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe we sound like stu- I think feel like they look stupid. So I feel like it'd be like the Will Ferrell, Harry Carey voice. Hi, Hi what's going on? <laughs> what's going on out here, guys?
1: Hi, guys. <laughs> Tommy Lee's Talking Penis. Have you ever imagined uh, if your penis could talk, what its voice would sound like? Hmm. If you have, give us a call. We'd love to know. What what would your penis's voice sound like?
0: (laughs) Or maybe it has
1: spoken to you. What does it sound like? We now know who is going to be voicing Tommy Lee's junk in the new Pam and Tommy TV series. Uh, Thanks to the Taz and Jim listener that alerted us that it's a very funny actor, Jim. Yeah, yeah, Jason Um, uh, You may
0: not recognize the name. He hasn't really blown up yet, but he's a that guy for sure. Uh, he was on The League. He was like the one wild friend who's kind of their friend on The yeah, League. Yeah. I can't remember what his name Doing is. Doing a lot
1: of voice work. He's on the Netflix show Big Mouth. Yeah. He was on Invincible uh-huh. on Amazon Prime. Very distinct voice. He played um, he, he played Rosa's husband on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Mm-hmm, right? yes, yes. He, the guy with the beard—he's a—he's a very hairy-looking man. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's funny because Rosa from Brooklyn Nine-Nine—I didn't realize she was the—she's the lead voice in the new Disney movie Encanto. She plays Maribel, the—the the main character. Okay, so I can imagine the phone conversation between those two actors. How are things? Oh, they're good. You know, I just got a role. I'm doing a lot of voice work. Oh, me too. What are you in? I'm the lead character in the new Disney movie. What about you? Well, I'm voicing Tommy Lee's penis. In the, uh... <laughs> Both have songs they sing, though. So. Oh, I hope there's a musical number. <laughs> <laughs>
0: or just at least use it as a drumstick, please. Have you not seen the sex video? i actually haven't i mean i've seen like a couple i've seen i'm um, on the boat i think right. like uh, like just like a I'm little bit i'm not sure
1: if he uses it as a drumstick but he definitely uses it to honk the boat horn <laughs> <laughs> that's not a joke oh, man that's not a joke uh, we asked if yours could talk who would it sound like some pretty funny answers here mine would sound like jason alexander screaming i was in the pool <laughs> <laughs> My, oh this would be a classy one you'd have to grow a big old white mustache around it though mine would sound like sam elliott oh classy yeah <laughs> you need the stash <laughs> i
0: like i like the idea of having a prop with it too like somebody just said to uh, me a message elson how about bubbles as the voice but it needs the glasses <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh hey guys <laughs>
1: What's going on, uh, Kermit the Frog? Hi-ho, hi-ho, this is your penis. <laughs> is this your rainbow connection? It's not easy being blue. <laughs> you, you can handle this one, Jim. Uh, my, If my penis could talk, it would probably sound like Matthew McConaughey.
0: Oh, yeah. Are you getting laid? Be a lot cooler if you were. <laughs> you know, some of these... Some of these penises that hang to the left,
1: I hang all right, all right, all right. <laughs> How you feeling today? Hopefully you're not too miserable. I'm a little concerned because I saw this headline and I didn't even realize that there was a World Misery Index, Jim. <laughs> you can measure anything. The World Misery Index. One are the most miserable countries in the world? Hmm. Unfortunately for us, Canada has ranked sixth most miserable country in the world.
0: I hmm. wonder if this is recent because we like a lot of times we're known as the most polite country in the world, but I do feel like Canadians, I don't know if it's just in the winter, but it's almost like we have a bit of a passive aggressive misery boiling just below the surface.
1: This is recent. Tuesday, an organization called the Fraser Institute revealed where 35 different countries rank on the misery index. It's an economic measure based on inflation and inflation and unemployment rates. Okay, that's worse. Yeah, <laughs> I thought gonna like, how do you
0: feel? Not. We have numbers that show you should be miserable.
1: Right. Hey, go out for a walk. You won't
0: be as miserable. (laughs) Hey, turn the economy around. Okay, a little tougher (laughs) to do over the weekend. You know, if you're just a little more active, you start eating some vegetables, you won't be as
1: miserable. (laughs) Is there a a four-day retreat we can go on and feel better? Uh, Canada scored 10.88. On the misery index, thanks to a 3.15% inflation rate and 7.7% unemployment rate in 2021, Spain, the most miserable country in the world. Really? Uh-huh. With a score of 17.61. Spain seems like when I close my eyes and picture Spain, it seems like a place I would want to be, and I don't feel like I'd be too miserable while I yeah. was there. I mean, who's got more passion? Followed by Greece, number two. Greece, they've had some financial strain over the past couple decades. Yeah. They scored 15.73. But again, does that make them miserable? What I know of Greece, everyone's running around in the streets singing ABBA songs. (laughs) I think they're only working two and a half hours a day drinking coffee. Iceland uh, scored 11.26. Japan and Switzerland fortunate for them they're the least miserable countries with scores of 2.61 and
0: 3.57
1: hmm. uh, switzerland and their sneaky bank accounts huh that must
0: be it. it's either that or the, or the saunas i don't know one or the other <laughs> that's what we need to do here in
1: canada <laughs> we got we need more saunas and we need sneaky bank accounts <laughs> and we won't be as miserable Uh, Canadians are concerned about these numbers, obviously, and I'm sure uh, stressing and concerning about them will not help with the misery. But hey, Mm. maybe if you get out there, have some some fresh air on a a nice, long, brisk walk today. Couldn't hurt, grab a Toblerone. I don't know, what are the Swiss doing? If you follow Jack White on social media, you may have seen he posted a, a, a picture of a VHS tape said that he was cleaning out the attic and he found this VHS, which was an advanced screener of the movie Napoleon Dynamite. (laughs) (laughs) Random. He was sent the the tape because they wanted to use one of the White Stripes songs. I think it was... uh You and I, can you and I be friends? What's that one? We're going to be friends. We're going to be friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't that in Napoleon Dynamite? I don't know if it was, but that vibe, I could see them wanting to put that in the movie. So they sent this VHS screener of the film to Jack White so he could approve the use of the the film. And now he's, uh, of the song in the film, he's talking about selling this thing on eBay. Uh, VHS tapes are the new vinyl, man. Have you seen what some of these... uh, Tapes are going for online? Crazy amounts. I haven't, but I recently just started collecting all of my favorite VHSs
0: from my childhood. But they weren't exp- like, I don't know, there must be special editions just like vinyl, very rare versions. But if you go to the dollar or the Goodwill, they're a dollar. You know, it couldn't be cheaper if you want to get them now. Buy them all, Jim. But <laughs> I wonder
1: how much you can charge for this Napoleon Dynamite one. Buy them all. I think it is like uh, first run Uh, editions of of certain movies are worth a lot. If you have an unopened VHS tape, like it's still in the cellophane, it's going for more. A screener, for sure, must be rare. I also know
0: that a particular set of VHSs. I was looking it up, and the original Star Wars VHS tapes, because before they added the additional CGI in the early '90s or oh, mid yeah, '90s, yeah, yeah. the, the reboots tapes, or the re
1: the remakes uh, that George Lucas did.
0: Yeah, that, that really angered a lot of the hardcore fan base. Those tapes are are one you might be able to find to make money off.
1: Because you can't get that stuff on DVD or screening. It's all the 90s redos of Star Wars that are available. I
0: think George Lucas went out of his way to buy up all the old copies and like
1: (laughs) put them in the dump or something like that. (laughs) Not joking. Well, don't throw them out. If you're cleaning out your attic or you're doing a little uh, reorganizing at home and you find some VHS tapes, hold on to them. They could be worth something. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. I want to see you up. It's Peacock. time for sports. Devin Peacock, Peacock, our sports guy is here and you can't be a sports guy and not have to pronounce tennis names, Dev. Australian Open, our Canadian men's hope
2: is still alive here. Yeah, Felix Oje Aliasim is ranked ninth in the world, and he is uh, going strong so far. He uh, won again. He's now into the third round and uh, really took it to Alejandro Davidovich Fokina. There you go. Nice one, buddy. He had, he
1: had 28 aces. He was on fire. Uh, let's move to football. My Tampa Bay Buccaneers heading into what looks like it could be a real tough matchup against the LA Rams on Sunday in the playoffs and Bruce Arians the coach of the Bucks just got fined for hitting one of his own players
2: Yeah, this kind of went under the radar a little bit based on everything uh, that was happening with uh, football over the weekend into Monday. But he's been fined $50,000 for hitting his own player over the helmet during Sunday's game against Philadelphia. Now, Arians says he's going to appeal it. And to quote him, he said, it ain't got nothing to do with the game, so we're good. Now, what happened was Andrew Adams... Uh, is a uh, safety on the team and Andrew Adams uh, got his coach's attention. He was trying to prevent Adams from taking a penalty after the Eagles had a muffed punt that resulted in a big pileup between the two teams. So Arians uh, thought Adams was in danger of getting a penalty. He walked over, smacked his helmet, tried to get him away from the situation. It's the smacking of the helmet that uh, has uh, caught the ire of a lot of people. Arians says he does not regret his actions, and he was just trying to stop his player from getting a penalty in a key moment in the game.
1: Has the player complained? Like, does he care that he got his helmet smacked? He doesn't seem to care. <laughs>
2: who what does?
1: <laughs> Shouldn't have been in the play. I'm, this is the world right now. People just want to complain for other people who aren't even bothered by it. Yeah, yeah. I heard, I heard he smacked <laughs> I his mean, butt, it's, too. It's, it
2: depends. This is kind of pro sports to a certain degree. I mean, some players uh, you, you have to be a little harder with. Some players you have to be a little softer with, depending on how they respond to different things. But it wasn't as though he was just, you know, kicking him in the back, like uh, the case in the NHL. With uh, with Peters, this was uh, Bruce Arians trying to get his player out of a potentially uh, bad situation, penalty-wise for the team. Cuck-cuck.
1: Later this morning, Ontario Premier Doug Ford is expected to make an announcement about um, full reopening in the province of Ontario, lifting COVID restrictions. Uh, I think around 11 o'clock, the Premier is going to speak. Around you know, sometimes these things start a little later yeah. than they're supposed to. Set for eleven a.m., so we'll probably start around two thirty p.m. Did you see? Everyone was all ticked off, Jim, that um, uh, media outlets were giving attention to Doug Ford when he was out digging people's cars out of uh, out of the snowstorm the other day, and he was touring around with tow trucks and, yeah. and everyone calling out media uh, for. Falling into his his uh, his ploy, his publicity stunt after he hasn't been that cooperative with talking to the media about COVID for the past six months. Yeah, I saw, um, what's his name? Sid, Sid Cesario,
0: yeah. whatever, from Tim and Sid, or formerly of Tim and Sid, go off. And like we said, we talked about it. It was a blatant publicity Clearly. stunt. Clearly. Should but, we Should we have been harder no. on him? No, like, here, obviously it was blatant and it was a joke, but on a day like that, at least he gave a... I'm not going to say he's a hero, because he probably should have been doing something else, but at least he gave a couple people a ride home. Obviously, he was just trying to look good. But of all the times to dunk on Doug Ford, I don't know if shoveling in the snowstorm was really the... The best example of him dropping the ball, you know? Yeah. All
1: politicians uh, do that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, as soon as the camera's off, he throws the shovel away and gets back in his car. All right, good. We got it. I'm out
0: of here. I also do love it when media people go on a giant rant and act like they're saying something very profound, but nobody disagrees with them you know like I think Sid I agree with most of what he said but he's saying it like he's taking a risk and saying something real like he might get in trouble for it but everybody agrees with them it was a decent rant but it wasn't brave of him by
1: any stretch of the imagination you know what I mean well the big thing was that it was posted on the uh, the website the cp-24 website and then they took it down
0: yeah I don't know he says they didn't though he tweeted and said I don't know I heard that too like they were scared there was gonna be backlash or something like that but
1: I don't know. It was a publicity stunt. We all know it was a publicity Clearly. stunt. If the cameras weren't around, was would Dougie be shoveling people out of the snow is the question. Probably not. Probably not. No. Anyways, he's expected to talk later today about uh, about COVID let's stick with the task here it looks like january 31st is the date that's being floated around for us to be able to get back out and eat inside restaurants again so you don't have to put on long johns before you go for a hamburger and french fries on a patio somewhere
0: (laughs) did you see the video (laughs) from toronto taz where the guy walked through what looked like three feet of snow it's up to his waist he he goes out walks up to this uh Eatery that's you know a few blocks away from Jamaican his house. Jamaican food restaurant. He I did literally see that. falls to his knees. The place is closed when he arrived. After he trudged through a <laughs> blizzard, and he <laughs> falls to his knees, puts his hands on his
1: face. All he wanted so was a couple defeated. jerk patties.
0: <laughs> and then he just turns around and walks back.
1: He walked up to the door. He sees they're closed, and yeah, it was Poor like guy. it was like his partner got killed in an '80s action movie. Exactly. No! <laughs> yeah. Like there was like a car explosion in the distance. Anakin Skywalker, when he realized that he was now more machine than human. <laughs> no! <laughs> I oh. want jerk patties!
0: <laughs> I did read, though, that that eatery, that restaurant, saw the video, found out who the guy was, and now they're giving him like a free couple of meals or something. They're hooking him oh, up good. for the trouble he went through.
1: Kudos to them. Nicey's Eatery is what it's called in Toronto. Jim, I need to apologize to you. Why? I I wasn't thinking. Earlier in the show, I brought up that French actor um, who died in the the ski accident, and you're going skiing in a couple weeks. I don't want to put that sort of thing in your head. You don't want to? You specifically brought that
0: story up to make me scared, for sure. No, I
1: didn't. I didn't. Hmm. But it would be a good move if I was worried that you weren't going to be cautious tell you about a couple ski accidents so you maybe don't get as crazy as you might otherwise pump the brakes a little no i did i didn't even make the connection but you off the air you're like oh yeah now i'm going skiing in a couple weeks and and you uh, then went online and uh, cuz i put it in your head i got you thinking about well Crashes or ski, ski crashes specifically celebrity
0: ski crashes cuz i i feel like there's one a year or something like that like a lot of time there's a lot of famous people who have been taken out on the
1: ski hill there's a lot of famous people to be fair with a lot of money and a lot of free time yeah so it yeah. makes sense that famous people would be involved in more ski accidents sure yeah than- when you
0: vacation 6 months of the year in europe <laughs> <laughs> you're probably going to hurt yourself skiing eventually. when you
1: own 3 chalets in the swiss alps <laughs> Your odds go up for sure. Mm-hmm. But what did you find? You found this weird list and it, it's kind of given us the heebie-jeebies. Well, yeah, I just Googled celebs who have
0: died while skiing and so a list of notable skiing deaths popped up and I'm just like scrolling down. Oh, where are some names I recognize? Blah, blah, blah. The name pops up. Craig Kelly, which is my brother's name, 36 years old, which is my brother's age, in Revelstoke, British Columbia, which is where we're skiing in two weeks. Come on. It's on this list. It's right right near Sonny Bono and Sarah Burke, the professional skier.
1: And Craig Kelly, right there. Craig Kelly, your brother's name, yep. his age, and the hill you're going to be skiing on. It, does it have, like, uh, is the date two weeks from now? <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine. 2022. Who's this
0: famous... <laughs> Celebrity Craig Kelly. I don't, this was I've from two thousand three. Actually, uh, he's a professional snowboarder. So again, these are the dangerous jobs. Not unlike Sarah Burke, the professional Olympian, who was also a skier, who also passed. Right. But uh, yeah, he was. He's an American guy. Uh, died in an avalanche. Terrifying. Oh my
1: God! The worst. Yeah, if you had to choose between uh, like hitting a tree or an avalanche, man, I'd take the tree because it's instant.
0: Yeah. Like, maybe not always, but yeah, the avalanche is suffocation. I can't oh think my of God. A, a worse Claustrophobia,
1: thing. suffocation, terrible. Mm-hmm. So are you going to send this to your brother Craig or...
0: Oh, I did. No, we're all over it. Like, I honestly, at this point, I think he's been a ghost this whole time. It's <laughs> like sixth sense.
1: I don't know if I'd still be going on the trip <laughs> Shut up. if I were it's Craig. All, it's a common name, common last name. All right, guys, have fun on the hill. I'll be at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> did you see this the other day? I. I tweeted out a headline from Rolling Stone. This is what Rolling Stone tweeted. Bono gets quote just so embarrassed when he hears his voice on YouTube's early dongs. <laughs> what? <laughs> Bono gets quote just so embarrassed when he hears his voice on YouTube's early dongs. Mm. Rolling Stone quickly deleted that tweet, but I got a screen capture of it. it's it's around forever now got a good little chuckle too (laughs) thank you to a girl named Carl who responded I too am embarrassed about my early dongs (laughs) shrugging emoji Yeah. hey we've all been there Bono (laughs) (laughs) how about the, the twitter person at Rolling Stone uses the word dongs so much that when they try to type songs it auto corrects
0: yeah, because that can't be, I'm trying to think to if there dongs. is a non-dirty word that that actually means. I can think of dongle, but I don't <laughs> think dongs is already in your uh, your
1: library, or sorry, your dictionary on your phone. The S and D are right next to each other on the keyboard, so like, honest mistake. It was supposed to be songs, and this is true. Bono says he doesn't like uh, his voice, he's embarrassed by his voice on most of the Their songs, most of them. Most of them, most of them. He says that he didn't learn how to sing until recently. And when he listens to the old U2 stuff, he's embarrassed.
0: I'm not gonna lie to you, his voice sounds the exact same to me. (laughs) It's not like, uh, it's not like, uh, you know, some singers who sound completely different, like Steven Tyler sounds so different on that first album versus the
1: right. You listen to Dream On the studio recording a dream on. And then if you hear Steven Tyler sing that song on stage today, it's almost like a different song. Yeah. It sounds like a cover,
0: but you too, I'm trying to think what, what, was an early, what was the earliest uh, Sunday bloody Sunday? I don't even know what their first album was, but I, I couldn't, couldn't tell you if his voice well, it any doesn't different. matter.
1: He says most of his songs are embarrassing to him. So what that tells you is that even super successful people who come off as cool, with the sunglasses and the, <laughs> the leather jackets. They're very uh, self-aware and they have self-doubts too. Mm-hmm. Your own worst critic. I guess that's kind of what keeps driving you. Yeah. If you're critiquing yourself. He also says he doesn't like the band's name. He's not a fan. He's <laughs> <laughs> not he a fan of you life. too. Yeah. <laughs> Think you may be overthinking it here, Bono. <laughs> you know, you're, all, your, all your old dongs are fine. Yeah, yeah. All right. Can we be serious for a second here? <laughs> Saw this headline, and there are some unsung heroes of the past two years of the pandemic. And I just want to shine a spotlight on a few of them right now. Saw this story on globalnews.ca. COVID 19 wastewater data suggests London, Ontario is past the peak of Omicron. Okay. Hmm. For most of the pandemic, researchers at Western University have been tracking the viral load of COVID excreted in the feces of infected individuals by sampling London's five wastewater treatment plants. So unbeknownst to us, this whole time, researchers have been rooting through our poop, testing it to see... How much COVID is in there?
0: Are you sure rooting through is the proper term? They've
1: been rooting. <laughs> I mean... They've been poop rooting. It well, was first... a poop rooting. <laughs> it's just a
0: guy with a big stick stirring it.
1: Not <laughs> hey, COVID here today. <laughs> Poking around, <laughs> see if seeing if any COVID floats to the surface. <laughs> I mean, right? I found a little COVID. Nope, it's corn <laughs> again. <laughs> Cornvid. <laughs> but that's pretty cool. Not for the person who has to root through the poop. But it's pretty cool that they've been tracking it that way, and it's also great news that the COVID levels in the poop in London, Ontario, and hopefully it's the same for Hamilton and all the communities across the Taz and Jim listening area. Mm-hmm. That the COVID poop is is decreasing. I did not. I did not know that was a way you could test
0: how much was in the community. Uh, I hope that we don't run out of PCR tests. Because I feel like this is another alternative they may have just discovered.
1: Uh, Get the stick out. <laughs> it's the same guy. <laughs> Get the poke. And st- whoever it is, I want to give that man or woman a kudos, or the team of men and women kudos who have been in in the shadows rooting through our poop to make sure that uh, they know what's going on in terms of COVID levels.
0: Yeah, and I guess have they been doing this pre and will they be doing this post-COVID? Is this just what somebody does for their whole life? Have there been poop rooters?
1: <laughs> since since we were children, they've been checking there it. There must be. Oh, there is. And you think you've had a rough two years, all right? <laughs> just think of, think of the people who have had to test our poop on a regular basis. Hmm. They are the true heroes. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast.